0: What does healing mean to you? We can experience healing without having to look or feel the way we did before. Once we can really have some true recovery, and I mean really true, you know, where it's like you really know yourself, that can serve as a barometer for whether or not we need help much, much sooner. I think healing comes in right action. So that righteousness, right? That very churchy word to use, um, but that right action that we
1: do to one another, to the rest of creation and to God. Healing is, is the place where I'm at. I'm healed. Um, I live with the daily dose of medicine of psychotropics and the daily dose of medicine from the word of God. I think for me, healing is movement back towards being whole, movement back towards who you were created to be.
0: If your recovery means you can leave your room and eat dinner with your family when you were too paranoid to do that for five years, then you are healing. If you can go through life and you can contribute and have made a difference, if you can function in a way that you can be there for your family and your friends, Mm -hmm. then you have it. When we can take a little bit More of a deeper breath in God and feel
1: that God's presence is with us and will always be with us.
0: Being willing to be put through change, to be uncomfortable, to be willing to keep moving even when it's hard. It's not always about like, now I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's more about like, how did you get there? So I think the healing is the process and finally being like, you know, this is who I am.
1: When those times come, when they're able to live on their own and to work, and to smile, for me, man, there's a level of healing
0: there. God has healing for us in his redemption, and ultimately, everything will be
1: redeemed. If we're going to take steps forward in this valley to begin to ascent this mountain, it has to be together.
0: I think it's transformational. I think it's going from feeling like there is no hope to... Feeling like I can do this, and I'm in a good place, and people love me, and I can love people. It's not something I produce. It's something that God gives us Mm -hmm. and that we participate in.
1: Tony, for me, healing is about being restored into community. Voices, the mental health podcast, raising unanswered questions, sharing unanswered prayers.
0: We are faith-based, peer-led, story-driven, and stigma-breaking. I am Tony Roberts. I am Eric Riddle. And we are Revealing voices. Voices. Tony, episode 21. I'm looking forward to it here. We set a goal at the start of March when we began our recordings to have 20 episodes. Right. Our first season. This one's like a bonus. If you're just tuning in for the first time, you can now go back and listen to all 20 episodes. Yeah. You can binge listen.
1: We're not teenagers anymore. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're, we've hit 21. Oh,
0: I see. Yes, we're of legal drinking age. We're like full-fledged
1: <laughs> podcasters. Tony, you have anything on your Christmas list?
0: Christmas list. Well, my good friend Susan, who I'm yeah, involved in a relationship, courtship, just um, offered to buy me a winter coat.
1: That's cool. So
0: I guess it's a little early for Christmas, but I need a winter coat. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, Eric. Uh what what does one do when you want to wear like a suit jacket yeah. but you need a winter coat on top?
1: You buy a trench coat.
0: Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> want to go that route. <laughs> when I was a minister, I went that route. Yeah. And I swear I look like Peter Sellers or <laughs> Columbo. <laughs> yeah, Peter Falk. Yeah. Columbo. You know, it yeah. just I don't want to go that route. You don't need to go that route. It's no nah.
1: just Get A nice winter coat,
0: just get a you big know. one, they're out
1: there. Yeah, a- ask the winter coat professional. I want some black corduroy pants. I thought about it today. I'm wearing my khaki cords I've had for ages right now. Mm-hmm. Some black ones, yeah. Black corduroy. I've got mm-hmm. a black corduroy sport jacket actually with leather, I've uh, got and elbow pads. Yeah, well, it's nice. It's
0: yeah, I've got some corduroy sport jackets. I need to get some gloves. I need to prefer. I've got some nice
1: gloves, do you? It matters.
0: Yeah. Oh, you got your scarf there. Infinity scarf. Infinity scarf, which...
1: Oh, yeah. Very warm. Mm -hmm. Wearing it right now. Yeah. Gray. What is that? Wool?
0: uh, Lamb's wool? I guess all wool is lamb.
1: I bought it at a garage sale from a female friend of mine. Mm Mm-hmm. I think infinity scarves tend to be a female thing, <laughs> but I'm like, well, wow, that's seems...
0: very much in touch with your feminine side. I
1: Sure. Sure. Why it. not? Um, yeah, I, I was cheering for pretty much every female during the election on Tuesday. I was just like, we have got to get these men out of office. <laughs> Who cares about their politics? White men. I mean, geez, I should say, you it... know, we're, we're, we're white men. <laughs>
0: And we we hate ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) We we are white men haters. We we hate ourselves. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) So if you're a white man, we are overrepresented. (laughs) If you're a white man out there, just turn off your your podcast. (laughs) We don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah. Put your wife on the line.
1: Yeah. The women picked up, I think, fourteen seats in the House of Representatives.
0: Very diverse. I was looking
1: at it. Yeah. The twenty-three percent of all Congress now is women. Twenty-three percent. I can
0: remember a time when there was one.
1: Yeah, I know. One.
0: One. Yeah.
1: I'm all about women. My my uh (laughs) my your wife's my my, my wife, yeah. (laughs) She was like on election night, she's like, I'm so proud of my husband.
0: My mom's a woman. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all about women. I have fun with men who take on the the title of feminist because well, I have no problem with that but I think of a a fellow when feminism was just kind of becoming a thing yeah. there were some men who who kind of had confused notions of why yeah. a man might want to become a, a feminist yeah and I'll never forget this guy who who took on the the title of feminist yeah. and I was just Discussing this with him, and he said, "Yes, I want to save women." <laughs> it's like uh, there's something quite not right about yeah, that, that's you know. If he wants to be a savior of women, that's patronizing. That's not really feminist, you know. Yeah. That's kind of even more chauvinist. <laughs> yeah. Some of my best friends are women. Well, I'll tell you this: in seminary, every award that was granted was granted to a woman it wasn't unwarranted Mm -hmm. i mean they were some of the hardest working and um, best students so congratulations you women keep up the good work you know what we are tony what are we we're real people (laughs) real people yeah with real problems yeah real possibilities real hopes real dreams that's right we (laughs) we make it real if you cut us do we bleed (laughs) of course we do (laughs)
1: Yes. Yes, sir. Well, you know, I, I say that because, you know, as we we're preparing for this episode, you're saying you're not feeling all that well.
0: I'm having a down day. You yeah. Know? I, <clears throat> I've been on uh, cloud nine for several weeks now. I've uh, met a very uh, beautiful and, and lovely woman and we've begun a a very meaningful relationship. I've, a courtship. Uh, you might say a courtship. I've been offered a position as faith and mental health advocate, something I've been doing uh, for a long time on my own, but now it's being recognized by the church community. And That's an answered uh, prayer. Be- very big answer prayer for me. Uh, it's been 10 years since I've been employed in a, an official ministry capacity, mm-hmm. and yet a personal setback that for many people would have been a minor blip on the screen had me incapacitated for nearly two days. Mm-hmm. And I'm still coming out of that. Right. One of the realities of bipolar.
1: We're talking about some really amazing things that are going on in your life. And, and you were in a very good place. Mm-hmm. You described it as euphoria.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I was sleeping very little, but functioning top form yeah
1: for me if you're a listener and you, you don't have any experience with like uh, mania or euphoria or anything like that I, I tend to think of it like imagine you're preparing for a big party all your friends and family are coming over it's a special occasion and, and it happens and like in the moment it's living up to uh, what you'd hoped it to be you know it's a great occasion and you're you're so happy and overjoyed to be in that moment but it but the party ends. Right. I, I think a lot of our listeners can understand what that feels like when the party's over and all those plans. You know, the wedding is over maybe, that sort of thing. And it's like, well, what, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, th- there is a letdown there.
0: Is it's natural. It, it is natural. Um, with bipolar, however, the, the distinction is that it's like a party that lasts a year. <laughs> and, yeah. and the crash is that much more intense. But the mm. analogy is appropriate. Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of tapping into the euphoria, most people feel a sense of euphoria. I guess if you have chronic depression, you may never Mm. get to that. Yeah. But yeah, that's an appropriate analogy, you know, emotionally.
1: Yeah. So we're real people. Yep. You know, and, and as we come to this podcast, any given episode, we can be coming from a different emotional place. Hopefully our audience gets to know us a little bit better. Yeah. That way.
0: You know, a question that just occurred to me is that Okay, so we have these cycles. Are we being any less or more honest if we talk about them? If we reveal, like I've heard people say, if somebody asks me, "Are you know how are you?" Mm-hmm. If I say, "You know, fine," then I'm being less than honest.
1: Right. I worked I at know. a bank as a young man. I'm telling you, like the culture of that place was, you would ask somebody, "How are you doing?" And not even wait for a response. <laughs> it drove me crazy because I'm the kind of person who wants to be like, "Yeah, I'm having an awful day. I feel terrible." And why don't we talk about it? But it mm-hmm. it'd literally be like they like walk past you asking the question.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is such a perfunctory society we live in. It's not common that we actually reveal uh, our true emotions, and maybe that's appropriate with complete strangers but if we start doing it routinely with our loved ones you begin to wonder how authentic am I being
1: right talking about emotions is often like you you need time to actually appreciate what what somebody has to say Mm -hmm. and that's why I never ask anybody how are you unless I actually mean it Mm -hmm. I'll often wave or just like nod and not say a word Mm -hmm. the hallway peace
0: peace. Namaste. Namaste. It's my favorite part of yoga.
1: It means it's over and I've uh, sufficiently stretched. What
0: does namaste mean? Is it kind of like shalom? I should know. I've been doing yoga for a long time. (laughs) That's your homework assignment. Right.
1: It it means uh, it's been a great session and
0: I'm tired. I want to go home. My breathing is much more relaxed than when I walked in here.
1: I think it's mainly thank you. Uh, or, like, my, my gratitude and your gratitude meet in the middle of us. Yeah. And high five.
0: You know, this might be a transition to talk about for you, Eric, how the podcast has impacted your emotions and impacted you in terms of your illness and as a person.
1: Yeah, so much of this podcast is the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, the majority of the time is doing something not here in this room, and a big chunk of that time is editing. Yep, We both agree that we need to do significant work to make it more professional by doing a good job editing. Mm -hmm. The perfectionist in me uh, and the anxiety in me can really come out in that process. Mm -hmm. You can look across the track and see like a zillion cuts on some of these episodes, Mm -hmm. and it's probably totally unnecessary. As far as that's gone, I've had to face that a bit and uh, let some things go.
0: What was it like for you when you finally recorded an unedited episode
1: it was actually fairly liberating i can't remember the timing of it but there was one episode where like near the end i made this rookie mistake and i wound up having to take hours to correct Mm. it i remember i called you that morning Mm. and i'm like this thing is totally Mm -hmm. screwed up needs to be out the next day and you're like well just have a on Friday, I'm like, no, <laughs> it has to be done. <laughs> the gods of podcasting <laughs> will
0: strike us
1: down. We are going to have it every other week
0: on Thursday mornings.
1: It's gotten a lot better.
0: And I thought, you know, we've heard back from some of our listeners that unedited programs were quite good.
1: It's been a really good year. I haven't like lost a lot of sleep over it, that sort of thing. I mean, everything more or less has fallen into place. The timing's worked out really well. Mm. We've prayed through this thing and continue to do so. So Tony, how has the podcast impacted you emotionally over the course of the year?
0: Well, I've had ups and downs as I do with any event, that uh, any activity I take part in. But on the whole, I've been encouraged. Uh, people are giving us feedback that our shows are worthwhile and that it's a noble effort that we're undertaking, and it's making a difference in people's lives, and uh, gives us a sense of purpose. There have been Saturday mornings when we're scheduled to have a session, like ten a.m., and I'll <laughs> I'll text you and say I haven't at like at nine fifty-five. I haven't gotten out of bed yet, <laughs> and uh, you're like, so I'm on my way. <laughs> Brew the coffee. <laughs> Put the coffee aisles <laughs> down. So usually you're good at not allowing me to hide behind my dysfunction, mm-hmm. and uh, even though it takes me a while to get going. It's
1: been rare where i felt like you're in a place where you're not up for it. From my own perspective and the way I see you and experience you, you do a, a great job of staying ready and willing and uh, incredibly active as a partner on this podcast. Thank
0: you. It means a lot to me and it, it it's very helpful to have you as co-host and co-producer um, and Briley as our companion in, yes. in the studio. I think um, it's not something I would even attempt to do on my own.
1: Oh sure, neither would I.
0: Still a lot I want to learn. Um, we've just recently tapped into our analytics and uh i think we both want to learn how to be more engaged with our listeners how to right market our show better sure so we can get new listeners
1: yeah so i have pretty much spent the year recording and editing Mm -hmm. i I really intentionally did not want to spend the time on marketing and really focusing on all that. I think getting this season under our belt and showing to ourselves and others that we're in this for the long term mm-hmm. means a lot, you know, and having that catalog of podcasts that we've created is a way for for new listeners next year and beyond to mm-hmm. see what we're all about, to be able to, you know, binge listen as people do with podcasts and be excited for season two for me
0: in terms of next steps like you said it's great to have a body of work right when I do reach out to someone I've reached out to a fellow in Fort Wayne the Dennis Goff who Mm -hmm. has uh, director of a Lutheran Foundation for Mental Health Ministries and it's wonderful to just you know, shoot him an email with a link to one of our best episodes. Right. And he's listened, and now that becomes a tool. It's kind of like having a book as an author. Sure. Uh, shoot him off a chapter, and mm-hmm. they get, it piques their interest, and they listen more. You That's know?
1: exactly right. What
0: I think we'll do more of this coming year, you know, mm-hmm. just feature the, the work we already have. Right. Even starting before March in our second season. Mm-hmm and build up anticipation for more
1: right so some peaks and valleys you want to start with a a valley
0: a valley well a valley for me came early on when eric had already learned a few things about editing we had gotten a trial subscription to lynda.com right yeah i attempted to sit down in the video lessons and i froze I experienced like almost like a panic attack. I don't often have panic attacks, but it's what I would imagine if someone had that disorder. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, it sent me to bed with a terrible churning in my stomach and Mm. pain in my chest. And
1: the editing thing I've happily taken it on. Yeah. It's, it's no worry as far as sharing that responsibility, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm.
0: Well, now we did settle on a method where I will log the episodes. Right, exactly. So I'm the first to listen to episodes, and then I'll log them manually and rate either keep, cut, or consider. Right. And usually I try to get down to a 30-minute interview, and then you, Eric, will adapt according to what you hear. That's been really helpful. I think we're we're into a groove there. Yeah.
1: So one of my valleys, you know, we, we've had some issues with remembering passwords.
0: <laughs> You're very kind to, yeah, and, and to take I, that on as a real we. Right. And we had the one
1: with Kelsey Rockhold where we were probably on the phone for an hour trying to figure it out. And Skype wasn't working. We tried FaceTime. It was like an hour. We couldn't do it. And, and we had to cancel.
0: Thank you for being flexible, Kelsey. That was yeah, rather embarrassing.
1: Yeah. But, you know, we had time and we rescheduled. And you might have taken it to the Goon Squad or whatever. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Best Buy, the Geek Team,
0: or what do you call them? Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters. <laughs>
1: yeah. A peak, Tony.
0: Oh, well, early on, I was just amazed that we were able to get Amy Simpson on. Yeah. The timing was perfect. She had just come out with her book, Blessed Are the Unsatisfied. Right. And I'm um, connected with Amy. She was one who endorsed my book early on, Delight and Disorder. And I was one on her, uh, what do you call the beta release team or whatever when she had her book. and. So she was very gracious enough to come on our show. And mm-hmm. I thought that interview was exceptional. And Eric, you did such a fine job. You came right over on your lunch break. Mm-hmm. And that was just our second episode. Yeah, And uh, it was Fired really came together. Up. It really came together. Only used up an hour of her time. She was in a time crunch yeah. as well as you. And cranked that puppy out. Came, that, was, that was good. Yeah, it came through remarkably well
1: for me it was the day that we did the unedited mm. episodes and we did one and it was like think about scheduling when are we gonna do this again you're like we gotta just keep rolling yep we're gonna roll, roll and tape we, and so there kind of mid-summer we uh recorded two unedited episodes one focused on tony and his writing and one on me and my service through through watershed and that was just an awesome day, and it, it put us in a great place to be able to release those over the summer and not really stress in July, mm-hmm. early August. and uh, We
0: had a lot of traveling to do and yeah. other commitments.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a great day. That, that was the day where I'm like, wow, we we're figuring this out. We can make this happen. That was awesome. So we're taking a break. Yeah. Why are we taking a break? Why,
0: why, why? Well, I think, speaking for myself, it's not as if I have burnout. I certainly don't. I'm looking forward to another season. But I've realized, I think we've realized, that we have a lot of regrouping to do on issues of marketing, promoting, networking. Yeah. Uh, need to do a lot of research and review what what we have Uh, what impact we've had, Mm -hmm. Uh, bring some more people along with reviews and engage our listeners. And this takes time and we have the holidays upon us. It only makes sense. Our goal was 20 episodes in the first season. We've reached that and no sense in overextending.
1: Right. We want to be a better podcast Mm -hmm. and we need a break Mm -hmm. and we're going to come back stronger than ever. I'm ready for growth. Right, it really comes with a pause and a break, and
0: you need and a Sabbath. Rest. Everybody needs to take a Sabbath. Yeah,
1: this is very true.
0: What are some of your hopes in the second season, Eric?
1: Hopes for the second season. Well, we've begun talking about it. I would like to figure out a way to do sh- like some short form work. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even on our off week to have like a five to ten minute release. <laughs> I really want to capture some, some voices of other people talking about their experience living with a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I I just, I think it can be done almost as standalone episodes. You know, this is obviously one of those things we got to sort out Mm -hmm. and and figure out how, how it works. But I think there's room for opening up some shorter episodes that are more accessible to people who don't like 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I know one of my hopes is, you know, we've, we've encountered along the way some people both in the podcast world and in the world of mental health and faith world who um, have a lot to say, who have a lot of uh, connections with, with others. I'd like to see us investigate more like mental health in prison, mental health in youth. We have, you know, As I begin my faith and mental health advocacy paid position, I would like to see what other churches are looking to do. The survey that Lifeway took um, of pastors is now two or three years old. I don't know that they've updated that. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to know since, for instance, since Saddleback had their first mental health in the church conference, which would have been three years ago, I'd like to know what impact that's had on churches mm-hmm. and maybe one of the areas that I'd like to explore between now and our second season is, you know, what what difference has that made? Mm-hmm. Maybe touch base with some pastors and church leaders and mental health professionals who are engaged in a faith community outreach. Mm-hmm. For those with a mental health diagnosis. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah. I mean the the reason why we're doing this is we saw the area of faith and mental health as an area that's largely unexplored, mm-hmm. and, and that's why we started this. You know, we felt like there was a need, mm-hmm. and uh, just discerning how to best um, uh, research and find people who are really passionate about this and um, giving voice to others, you know, it's it's an awesome ministry to be a, a part of. And you're right, your new role is firmly planted in that kind of work. Yeah. And, and you're going to come across a lot of things.
0: Yeah. And I'll meet people, St. Peter's is sending me to a conference in Fort Wayne just next week, Yeah, and I'll network with people who uh, either are, currently involved in mental health ministry or looking to start something questions that they have will impact what we might explore in our second season mm-hmm. the possibilities are endless
1: yes that's right yeah in and, and our blog building that out that is something that we'll be exploring more sure I mean, there's just there's so much it, it's exciting i'm very eager to 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 get there with you tony yeah
0: it's been great and only God knows what lies ahead.
1: So, Tony, as we conclude here, I want to say that in editing, I come across a lot of bits that probably aren't totally appropriate to make the final cut, but are definitely appropriate as a little funny outro.
0: Our listeners who listen to the whole episode, which... <laughs> We don't know who you are, and God love you if you do, but after our closing benediction or whatever you might call it, where we give our disclaimer and encourage you to write five star reviews and have our outro, um, there's a little snippet that Eric puts in that has us enjoying our lives together and with our guests, and uh, yeah. We want to share those with you within the body of this program. So if you haven't, you can enjoy them now.
1: Some good laughs. Yeah. Here here we go. Here they are. We have to name the studio. We could call it Studio E.
0: (laughs) For Eric. Oh. Oh, is that it? And, And my name. Yeah. It would be good. Studio E. Yeah, that's... It is now dubbed Studio E. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a, a name? When she first was talking, it uh, it became uh, Hatpaw. Hatpaw. <laughs> because hat I, I was always wearing a hat. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, then it uh, uh, it became Yampa Yabberts. Um, yam
1: paul cause she was uh, these are good names Tony
0: she, yeah she was still working with her uh, G's
1: Tony I think you need some more of those cocoa bean caffeine drop medicine balls <sighs> I just smashed a bug. Um, wow. I want our listeners to know that because <laughs> he, this he's not a, pounding home his, This his <laughs> point. I think
0: a very large ant. I think it's a stick bug. What, actually, what, what
1: most, what most, what many people like don't the Karate Kid over here. What, well, what many people don't know about me is that one time in my life I was a professional killer. Um, when I was in high school, I worked for Nelson's Termite and Pest Control in Decatur, Illinois. And right? so we yeah. took care of things like this. Okay, so well, uh, no chemicals needed. We're circling around. I just, yeah, I just we're want you to know, around in but I got ministry. you covered.
0: <laughs> if, if you need any extermination work done in Studio E, you just let me know. Free of charge. I will come and spray for you. This
1: is one I picked out. Okay, from my recent throw-in. My dear chocolate, <laughs> glorious candy kisses, edible beauty. <laughs>
0: I think that says it all.
1: Yeah. Do you eat chia seeds?
0: I do. I put them in <laughs> coconut milk and make pudding out of it. Do you guys not like chia seeds? Oh, There's I love chia seeds. I don't even know where you get chia seeds. Are they from just a plant? I don't actually grow them in my backyard. Chelsea. <laughs> As it ended, he, he, he threw down his guitar, sort of like uh, Peter Townsend, and yeah. danced a jig, <laughs> and waved his butt at us. Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> I lost that necklace.
0: I have the bracelet. I found it while I was moving. I, I can't find the necklace. We'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Yeah, your parents may be listen. That's okay. That's
1: <laughs> all right. We'll do this again. Unedited Eric.
0: I think we should do it now.
1: What kind of dog is Emma?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Emma is a uh, 15-year-old girl. (laughs) Got it. Two waters. I mean, let's point that out. Two Mm. waters.
1: I love water. I
0: love water, Well, it's not like she has a drinking problem. She just drinks. I just drink. I don't have a a drinking problem. I just drink a lot. At the Hopkins Symposium, I said the list of people speaking goes like this. Genius, 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 Laura, genius, (laughs) genius.
1: We're definitely going to bring in parts of our podcast.
0: Big old polar pop by the
1: <laughs> oh polar pops
0: <laughs> if yeah. we're kim graves it would be like a whole case of <laughs> polar pops <laughs> give me another
1: tony I, I gotta say he's in a great place to found an organization like this after a lot of years at wake forest as a um, vice president of... <laughs> if people buy the book they they can email me and they get the bonus chapter for free. And I promise that like this part that we're not going to do is super epic. Yes. So, <laughs> so it's really important. It's good when you're reading and professionals work and it doesn't sound too wonky.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. I hate wonk. All right. Yeah. Wonk is not good.
1: Tony, as we uh, close out this season, why don't we uh, we end in prayer here and uh, just give some thanks for for what, what we've accomplished in twenty eighteen.
0: Okay, let's pray. Loving Lord, we thank you for the healing that we have experienced, and those who have listened have experienced and have shared with us. We pray, Lord, that in the coming season we might uh, explore new avenues for reaching out to others and promoting faith and cultivating compassion for those with mental health diagnoses. Pray, Lord, that you would guide us along our path as producers of this podcast, as listeners to the program, so that we can promote health and wellness in our lives and with others. In Christ's name, I pray, amen.
1: And Lord, I, I do want to just thank you for um, how, how this has evolved and how just the question of what does healing mean to you uh, kind of risen to the top and, and how much it's become almost a daily part of my, my life and how, how I think about um, my, my approach to lifestyle and the decisions I make and the kind of conversations I have with people. Lord, um, I thank you for that. And I thank you for the diversity of, of responses we've gotten. I pray that we, we may all be able to um, uh, think about that and, and to take action and, and to know that there is a great measure of healing that we can all experience and enjoy and, and, and be full of gratitude as we embrace the life you've given us. And, and Lord, it's in, in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Tony, our show has come to a close. Now is the time to ask for five-star reviews. Please scroll to the bottom of our podcast homepage, click on five stars, then click on write a review.
0: Help us reach more people seeking emotional healing and the hope of faith. Thanks again for your support of Revealing Voices.
1: Revealing Voices is not a substitute for professional mental health care or participation in a faith community. If your unanswered questions or unanswered prayers leave you feeling desperate or unsafe, we urge you to seek further help. A partial list of outreach resources may be found on our website, RevealingVoices.com. listeners we thank all of you for for taking the time to, to listen to us and as, as I've said I think we're kind of slow deliberate speakers mm. and if you all want to just go to the bottom left-hand corner of your <laughs> podcast app you can go to one and a half or two speed you know doesn't bother us yeah, at all do it
0: we may sound more like real people than, than, than chipmunks <laughs>